Welcome back to another episode of the Occasional Reviewer Podcast with myself, Brad. And I'm Marina. Welcome back. Today we are looking at John Wick Chapter 4. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that yeah, like sound from Brad, uh, you adopted after the movie for a while, hey? Yeah. (laughs) That's basically all he says. Um, that and like one other line, but we, we plan not to have any spoilers for this podcast. Yes. So this is going to be a spoiler free review. We're going to cover some stuff that's probably in the, the trailer, just a few overarching scenes here and there, but nothing of that kind of significant to the storyline we will reveal. Yeah. We're not going to tell you about the moon base that he goes to, or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the scene in Antarctica. <laughs> Luckily it doesn't take the turns like... Like uh, Fast and the Furious, where they make up ridiculous scenes. So uh, the story being the fourth fourth of the series is still relatively tame at this stage. It's amazing. I think it's done, though, after this one. Keanu is getting old. Yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw it in some of the scenes where he was fighting that you can see is a little bit like he's struggling to pick up a bike and the next moment his stunt double takes over and it's like <laughs> But that also helps if you've been shot a million times yeah. or whatever. So Yeah, but his stunt double was like like really a lot more buff than what he was. So Just, I didn't even notice that. Oh, I definitely did. <laughs> no, no. Oh, hi, buff boy. <laughs> How are you doing? No. <laughs> I'm going to take a leap and give a bit of a summary of the synopsis of the yeah <laughs> of yeah. the m- movie hit us up so basically this is everyone wants to kill john wick and john wick kills everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah accurate that's basically john that's wick the movie done so i want to take it all the way back to the first movie yes. where he just remains silent on the phone and you can see this like mobster is just distraught because he knows what's coming for him and it's John Wick. Yes. And yeah, that's that's 100% right. Like people want to kill John Wick. John Wick kills all those people <laughs> and more. So the third movie ended off with John Wick making a deal with the table, I think. He made a deal with like the top power of this world. And with that, he now works for them and has to live his life for them. And then the manager of this continental hotel kills him at the end of or tries to kill him no shoots him (laughs) like he he purposefully like clips him no he properly shot him like he had to make it look that way because like he's he's always been on john's side he kind of fell off like a 12-story building yeah yeah and And yeah very very injured and he goes to uh the underground king yes and this is where the story kind of restarts again. Well, a couple of months later after the healing process. What do you mean? That was a week after the fall. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a couple of weeks, maybe maybe some years. And um, we we have this really cool sequence right at the beginning where it's these parallel stories being cut between a close-up of a hand punching and you feel the intensity of the punch and the rat king opens these doors and with those iconic lines like abandon all hope ye who enter here or whatever these massive doors open we see that john wick is the person that's you been mean neo no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> neo 
is is cyberpunk man is the guy who's been punching and um the underground king looks at him and, and asks the question are you ready john wick and keanu turns around and goes yeah <laughs> And from that point, I was like, this movie has me. Nothing is going to be bad. It's it's going to be so good. And then it got straight to a scene with the four horsemen type of looking yeah, scene. Yeah, it's beautiful. Of the apocalypse. There's this amazing sunrise over this desert landscape. And immediately, if you're a fan of the franchise, you get taken back to the deal he's made in the previous film. You know yes. he's going after the head honcho who chills in the middle of a desert. But um, before then, you just see these four horses, and it's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Meanwhile, it's one of them is John Wick, and the other three, they basically... His death, man. He owns yeah. famine. And, and then he, he just <laughs> rushes. So the first the first scene was a chase scene on horses in the and middle it was of the desert. epic. I loved it. And what I loved most about it is that he actually missed a couple of his shots. I was yeah. like, I thought John Wick was supposed to be good. He he only needs like one or two shots to kill someone, and like he was he was battling. But I mean, he is riding horseback, yes, so, on horseback, chasing people in a desert. But that was a beautiful shot. This film is just beautiful. So this film also is just a like like you say in Afrikaans a skopskit in doner movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're ready to strap in and watch a action packed movie with a lot of shooting and so stunts good. and things, so then good. this is a perfect movie for you. If you're there for like an integral like uh, uh, extensive like an extensive storyline and love lives and all of that, this is not the movie for you. I don't know. Maybe maybe you, it could be because like there nah. is some deeper meaning, but nah. at, at its at its core, it is just Scorps getting Donna. Yes, yeah, so the amount of... So actually, <laughs> I would love to see the script, only the dialogue of the script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably like three pages. For him, I think in maybe we could turn that there's so many opportunities for drinking games while watching the John Wick series. So many. Like every time he throws a gun at someone yes. <laughs> that's out of bullets, he just throws a gun at them. Every time there's a weapon change? Yeah, every time he picks up a random weapon, yes. No, yeah. no, there's a weapon change from like a sword yes. to a... Yeah, I love it. What's the nunchucks? Yeah, nunchucks, katanas, yeah. freaking... I don't know, a pencil. Oh no, that was his <laughs> that was his friend. Yes. He used the pencil. And the camera work is incredible. Like there are a few kind of single takes that the shot must have lasted about two minutes and it was flippin' beautiful. Also to give background, we went to the cinema to watch this. Oh, go and watch it in cinema and if you can. We we get it's so violent at places, <laughs> and I always get I always awkward laugh mm. almost at these places. You weren't the only one, and sitting in the cinema with a few other people and just bursting out laughing from whatever yeah. the hell is happening there is. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. It's worth it. Yeah, definitely. I uh, actually I wouldn't mind watching it again. Like just I uh, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm, I would like I loved it. On the storyline front, I did feel like, compared to the other John Wick movies, the storyline was a, a lot more toned down than the other storylines. 
this was a lot more for like oh you need to go to this place and then that place sends you to another place and that place sends you to another place and then you go back to go back to point a and then that's kind of the story but that's kind of all that's happened in the previous ones for me i got i got more story out of this than all the others put together i got in all the other ones the universe expanded yeah this one as well the universe was kind of maxed out well yes and no but like marquee the marquee we kind of like haven't heard of before is the marquee the he's the french uh, oh. <laughs> the french guy who <laughs> who uh he'll give you a choice what's that quote that he had um uh, we all believe in second chances and then he <laughs> <laughs> second chances are the refuge of failed men <laughs> <laughs> or like failures or something and it's just like oh mr frenchman yeah and uh yeah he kind of looks to be wearing versace type clothes the whole time and he's just got that like punch me face it, he's the guy that played it uh, or, uh, not, yeah then i'm so happy with this movie because he got yeah. punched in the face no he didn't get punched in the face so what i also really like about this world this john week world and universe hmm. is that everyone always wears suits and they're so yes they're so fancy it's kind of to me it feels like the movie kingsman yes. but if everyone was on cocaine heroin and in a weird dystopian cyberpunk future it's so great. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I just imagine that this world exists today. Yes. Because I like the idea of this weird underground messed up world. And what I love about it is everyone plays by rules. There are rules to this world. And you get a sense that it's like obviously very dodgy, like underground, hitman, drugs, bad people, bad humans. Um, but they all have this kind of, moral code that yes. they live by and most of it is that we all serve under the table so the table operates but we all serve under it and then you get your families so i love the world of john wick the first one was more about his vengeance story and the second one opened up the world completely the Still third vengeance. one yeah and then the world also just expanded the world and the universe and this one uh, i suppose i do agree with you it didn't go too big but there are these elements that are just beautiful like what i love about it is the craft of everything that they use there's the scene where the props i was laughing so much for the insanity level of the props like the hourglass and then I loved this freaking massive hourglass just go being plonked yes. onto the table. Beautiful. And then they, they make an agreement and each of them have these cards in front of them. And it's this massive glass gold and they're beautiful. pieces of glass. And they're detailed <laughs> and each piece looks like an artwork. Dueling pistols, the box that they presented. Yes. It's beautiful. It's so intricate and wonderful even the family crests are weird yes um <laughs> but yeah uh, just going back to the, the the sand or the hourglass um there's a beautiful match cut right at the beginning of the the movie where it goes from the hourglass sand running out uh sun in the background to that epic four horsemen of the apocalypse shot with this movie a lot of the movie happened in paris and we we've always wanted to go visit Paris and we haven't Felt gone like there. I've yet. Been there. What was very beautiful about this movie is that 
so many of these scenes with these marquee and these fancy people happen in such key Paris locations. Like they have the Louvre, a whole room of the Louvre empty. There was another scene where they were the marquee guy had the whole palace of Versailles, that iconic iconic scene. There was no people and they had they were there with like a table of cakes and things and him just eating there having a discussion about targeting John Wick. (laughs) And (laughs) I I I watched that scene and I'm like, to be an extra on this movie must be insane. Just casually standing in the Hall of Mirrors yes. of the side. Yes, sir. Amazing. So if you ever want to see Paris and some of the beautiful mm. scenery that you can be exposed yeah. if you go there, this movie kind of is your tour guide. Yes, <laughs> yeah. There's even the Arc de Triomphe yes. later on. <laughs> that iconic staircase in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, just like a, a really beautiful visual feast. We also end up at the Osaka Continental Hotel and it's also a visual feast but this is at night so most of it's been in day and now this is at night there's some pretty moments the one criticism i can give for this movie though is i found that the craziness and weirdness was a lot higher in this movie than in all the other previous ones you mean in terms of the world or the characters I think the world and the characters. So for me, the characters almost had had too much crazy in them. Only and crazy I can think of is the weird German. So they're trying to sell the story that there's this underground world happening. And it's living among, among normal people just living their day-to-day life. I felt like everyone was part of that world. <laughs> exactly. And I think that was a mistake. Where they go to the party and people are being killed. There was no one that even had a fright. They just kept on dancing. There were one or two people in the background right. that got scared. No, right they did. at the end. But like, think about it. But so that's because the director was like, "You do not look at anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you do not interact. You dance in silence. <laughs> that's all you do." It actually looked visually great with people like being killed and this fighting <laughs> happening, and and uh, like everyone just dancing. Yeah. It, that looked it looked awesome. But it went on for a bit too long yes. without people reacting. Yes. But there were one or two, right? Like right and at the end. And let's pretend all these cool kids in the club are busy dancing. They're on some kind of drug. Okay, but then let's talk about them in Paris. Like... <laughs> Your like, cars just carry on driving. Yes. No one <laughs> stops. Cars just yeah. hit people. No let's sound of policemen. The, yeah. And then the yeah. I, I would have liked to see a little bit of an element of police or bystanders mm. getting a bit more fright so i think the crazy and the weirdness they just upped a tiny bit too much for me i don't know i think once you have bulletproof suits <laughs> <laughs> that are really lightweight <laughs> i think your the suspension of disbelief is pretty high like yeah, you suppose. can buy into that whole world so this movie for me was also funny because there's so many <laughs> there's so many people that die so many there's probably someone that's gone and counted a kill the count, yeah. yeah. But there's also a lot of scenes where people wear masks. The people that are attacked, attacking, they wear masks. So if you Body had to armor. take a yeah, if you had to take a guess, how many? I, I don't know this answer, but I'm just mm. curious to know if you are extra on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> how many times do you think you died? <laughs> Jeez. Well, if they recast you, then like a million, but... Because think about it, you don't notice the extras' faces. 
unless they were a prominent person at some stage. But there's a lot of like background people dying the whole time. Yes. Like I'm sure they've got the same. But that's also brilliant. Like 20 to 50 extras just keep dying. Potentially. Um, But that's also the cinematographer doing a really good job in making John the focus, you know? So imagine you're the extra and you tell your family, guys, I was an extra on John Wick. And (laughs) and then everyone watches and it's a very violent film. So of course you've got like your four-year-old and your six-year-old. Where are you, daddy? (laughs) Watching this violence. And you go, ah, that's me. And it's like, no, that's a person in a mask. That's not you. It's like you just see blood mist coming out of body armored people. I also had a giggle every now and again because... I found the extra so dramatic. I loved, I it. loved it. So when they get shot, like the the whole body like <laughs> explodes, and then they kind of crawl. You know that whole <laughs> typical funny sto- meme of like them attacking one by one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they like like try to get up and they fall again, but and then they get up and then they crawl. And as they stand up, John Wick is ready to stab them again. <laughs> but that's you know John times it perfectly. The man is a real life Chuck Norris. Like, <laughs> he's, or he's the movie version of Chuck. Yes, which is even better. Yeah, I I love that extras. Like they were dramatic as well. You mention dramatic extras, and you mention a crawl, and there's one scene where the camera kind of jibs up and it looks down at the action. Yes. So it's like this top view shot, and um, he's got a dragon's breath shotgun, which everyone in Call of Duty goes crazy for. What is that uh, dragon's breath? Uh, so they add some phosphorus to the shotgun shell so that when it's shot, it, that's what creates the fire and burning. So <laughs> there's a scene where John commandeers a shotgun with this dragon's breath in it and he shoots a whole bunch of people. And during this top-down sequence, one of the extras that he shot with this dragon's breath, he's on fire and he's crawling <laughs> and he's crawling and, he, and you're like, oh, he's going to get up. He's going to get up. John's going to turn around, obviously kill him, but he's going to get up. Yay, extra, go. And he just crawls and then eventually he has one last little <laughs> movement of the arm and he dies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that I loved that. <laughs> well done, Mr. Extra Stunt Man. <laughs> if you had the option to be extra in this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I 100% yes. Yeah, I'd love it. It looks so fun. Yeah, so that uh, top-down shot, just explain it a bit more. From my side, it almost looked like a video game. Technically, it must have been one heck of a mission to accomplish. And potentially, I'm going to go and watch some behind-the-scenes stuff now, just thinking about all the shots that they pulled off. But with this one, because it's a wide angle, you get quite a large portion of the set that you're viewing. So you move up over the walls and you see through walls with this top-down shot and you're kind of seeing three rooms at a time. And while you're up there, you're moving left and right and from front to back. And choreographed very well because you can see the the bad guys or whoever's the bad guy in this situation. The attackers from different rooms like coming closer yes it's brilliant like it's absolutely amazing the pyrotechnics are on point like there are explosions going off uh, to simulate the gunshot fire and everything just looks impeccable they did it once and i was like this is so cool i think i even turned to you in the cinema i was like this is so cool and they did it for a second time and i was like oh this is great um i loved it and it was also what i liked about that is they there was a lot of 
pages flying around from an explosion or something. So a lot of pages scattered on each floor, which made it that if they shot or moved, the pages also kind of made movement. Yeah. So it looked very dynamic and it it looked amazing, but that's the one part where the CG flames. I was like, oh, okay, okay, ah. but. I looked past that just because it's brilliant. Like, it really is great camera work so, and choreography. So, strange enough, I'm someone that gets a bit of um, seasick almost. Yeah. Car sick vibes when I play specific video games. Strange enough, this top down scene that carried on for like five minutes, maybe longer, actually made me a little bit car sick. Eh? <laughs> Motion sickness. <laughs> yeah. It's also like the. Uh, computer games i suppose yeah th- and i found that strange actually so it's the first time I've, I've i've personally seen this in a movie so it was brilliant to see but yeah like after after a few minutes i had to look away a bit so if we had to look at how many stories john wick has fallen <laughs> in this movie alone oh, Jesus. this is now that club scene with the teeth dude yeah that's like two stories maybe he felt he felt like proper, <laughs> and then he also fell off the stairs there. <laughs> yeah, but luckily a, a cement column broke his fall on the way down. And then, but <laughs> 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 all cinema, I went like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. You feel it, yeah. and I don't know if it's like the sound or visually, but yes, you the, felt it. And there was a another one where he fell out of a building onto a car, and that was like five stories. <laughs> yeah. So in my mind what justifies all of that and being hit by a couple of cars as well it's so many (laughs) oh there was such a cool car hit scene like where the car it's that the only reference i have in my brain now is twilight and i don't know if that's the right one to use (laughs) so you remember twilight where where (laughs) (laughs) that is not the right one to use oh no sorry i'm thinking about metro black my bad. So, so many cars, like, they go around this monument. So many people are attacking him. But there's, like, f- five, six lanes going around, like, in a circle. And it's just people getting hit from the enemy <laughs> to John Wick. There's once, like, a few scenes where he got hit and, like, like slammed into a bus. And, yeah, this is, it was crazy. But I think the reason he survives those is because of his bulletproof. It must be the suit he wears, you know? Tell more about the suit, yeah. So this was introduced, I think, in the first movie or the second one. Basically, it's just a bulletproof suit. It's like James Bond, but bulletproof. So every time people like people try and attack them, everyone lifts their jacket, their suit jacket to to protect protect their their head. head, (laughs) It's so weird. So I think that's probably also direction that was given to Keanu. It's like when you're feeling tired, just lift the suit, you know. (laughs) <laughs> just lift it to take a bit of a breather and then you can go back at it yeah so that's i think the suit helps with it if it can stop bullets it can stop a car so so where does this make sense for you with him falling and getting injured so much in the world of john wick <laughs> he's a hardcore flipping bolshevik who gives zero f's about anything he can take a beating and a punch and a crowbar and a bullet couple of bullets Yes. And falls and cars. That's crazy. There was that a meme that went around just after this movie came out. 
And it's about uh, what John Wick looks like after he fell five stories and he looks gorgeous. Mm. And then what I look like after I slept wrong on <laughs> my neck and it's like this broken human. <laughs> I did relate to that as, as I was starting to sit uncomfortably and yes, John Wick just getting murdered, <laughs> basically scene by scene. What I like as well is like he's a, a killer of killers, you know? So these are elite people that go around killing people for a living in this weird world that they've created and he is killing killers. So that makes him like a super killer. Yeah, Yo, is he a good guy or a bad guy? He's damned. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is bad, but because we're on his side, yes. um, you always root for Mr. Wick. Yeah, he's also definitely a bad guy. But he, he is very compassionate towards animals. So that doesn't make him a bad guy. Yeah, as he kills 10 people in like two yeah, minutes. But like there was someone who threatened a dog and he shot that mother trucker. Yeah, that was that was quite a cute scene. That was great. Like, like throw back to yeah, the first movie. Yeah. They make everything feel cool. So this movie feels like it's the cool kid that's naturally cool that doesn't try too hard where some movies try to be cool. I don't know how they get the tone right. It but must it, be the suits. I think it's the suits. Yeah, you're right. I think it's the suits that just make this feel amazing. I wanted to liken this to the people that come after John, to Stormtroopers and Star Wars with notoriously bad shots, except they don't have bad shots. They just hit this bulletproof suit all the time. And there's a scene right at the end of the movie where he takes his suit off. And as he's taking it off, you hear these empty casings of bullets like fall off. And you're like, oh, damn, he's, he's been shot. This guy must be bruised. And then he takes his um, waistcoat off and you hear the same clink, 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 clink. Yeah, <laughs> All these shells cool. falling down. Oh, for me, the one thing I did want to say, though, is this movie felt quite long. And I think they could have chopped the whole Osaka Continental storyline out. Do you know what the length of the movie is? My guess would be three hours. It felt, it did feel quite long. For me, I don't always associate these action type of movies needing to edge on the three hour mark and it really felt a bit long at the end. So this has a run time of two hours, 49 minutes. Okay, so it is quite long. Yeah, I appreciated it. I really enjoyed it. The one thing I wanted to say is like there, there are some beautiful moments if we go back to france and the louvre where there's a moment in the film where the manager of the new york continental goes to the marquee to have a little bit of a chat and the scene opens with this tracking shot a profile tracking shot of the manager walking from left to right across screen and you just hear footsteps and he's just, he's just walking and he just walks and it drags on for like 15 to 20 seconds before he gets to the marquee sitting in front of this painting. Just explain what a tracking shot is. So the camera is placed on tracks on the ground and it moves either towards the subject or alongside the subject. This camera moves in time with the character walking. Okay. Okay. So... Just linking that back to the running time of the film, that beautiful scene where you hear the footsteps in the empty Louvre just couldn't have been accomplished if it were shorter. And I loved those But I wouldn't have moments. cut those shots. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I loved those moments. And 
I just wanted to talk about that scene in particular because they kind of weave in themes around mortality, life, death. And during that scene, the Marquis is positioned in front of a painting, which many people think symbolizes the French Revolution, but it's actually after that in like 1830 or whatever, where uh, they've named this woman and she's holding a French flag and a musket after some battle in 1830. So that kind of represents the Marquis. And as the manager is walking away, the Marquis has this quick quip which stops the manager in front of a painting that is entitled The Raft of the Medusa. And basically the story of this painting that depicts the aftermath of the wreck of a French naval frigate, the Medusa, which ran aground. At least 147 people were set adrift on a hurriedly constructed raft. Everyone except 15 people died in their 13 days before the rescue. And those who survived endured starvation, dehydration, and practiced cannibalism. The event became an international scandal, in part because its cause is widely attributed to the incompetence of the French captain. And for me, that painting summed up the dynamic of that scene and the power relations in that scene, everything in that scene. Because the manager is in survival mode he's on the raft and um, the incompetence of the french captain or the marquis that the table has entrusted to sort out this john wick issue his incompetence is is glaring in that moment and also these brilliant little lines from the adjudicator where it's like a man's ambition must never exceed his worth and that's directed at the marquis and so there is this weird kind of like poetry in the world of filth and grime. And that's what I love about this film. That there's like this class of... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. So it's for me, it's like a Skopskit and Dorna with a little bit of uh, the thinking man's <laughs> <laughs> nuances. Or it's, yeah, it's Skopskit and Dorna, but in suits. And to me, those lines are what elevated up. And it's this those lines that make me feel that the suits are warranted or merited. And the scenery of it, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. So, last quick lightning round. Let's see how many things you can name from this movie that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, okay. So, keep in mind, we're not here for this to make sense. So, this is like Fast and the Furious. Like, the stuff <laughs> doesn't make sense. But uh, you're there to enjoy it. Hmm. But looking back at it, there's a few things that don't make sense. You, you kick us off here. What's the vibe? The amount of stories he falls. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a goodie. He breaks no bones. If you can have bulletproof. <laughs> Except <you> his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If you can have a bulletproof suit, then wear a bulletproof hat. <laughs> <laughs> but hats aren't stylish and they fall off when you're doing cartwheels <laughs> and like sliding on the ground and stuff. But yeah, wear a hoodie. Like a, a suit hoodie, yeah, actually. Dogs trained that well with gunfire. Yes. The timing of the attacks, one, <laughs> one person at a time. The fact that everyone listens to the Hitman's radio station, like yes. playing the songs, and there's this broadcast message to the world where they're tracking down John in France, and you've got this extreme close-up of these lips 
and it's like still in the steampunk style of uh, what we used to, except this time it's uh, quite sultry and close up, and everyone is listening to the radio. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Uh, the fact that they don't sleep and eat. How the table functions, how there are so many bad people left that he could still kill. The, the sheer volume of people that are after him. I did. I was like, he has killed everyone by now. Like he has killed everyone. Like how are there still people trying to kill him? Uh, how, how he travels? Because if there's so many people, <laughs> yes. how he suddenly gets to Russia and to the desert and not being killed. Maybe there's maybe. a hit out on him, and he can casually, technically, get onto a plane to go to a desert. <laughs> I have a, I have a theory. Yeah. So, do you know the Kool Aid mascot? The guy like crashes through a wall. Yeah. His whole mantra is, "Oh yeah," that's how he travels. Ah, just he puts on the Kool Aid mascot, and, and he goes. instead of just going, "Yeah," he goes, "Oh yeah," and people <laughs> let him through. Another thing that doesn't make sense is if there's a time limit, how the time limit never reflects. So if you need to get upstairs in five minutes. Hey, did it. No no police and authorities. Or like if they're shooting outside, they were at restaurants getting shot at, right? (laughs) How's people just casually in France just carrying on eating? There's your answer. They are French. (laughs) They don't care. They don't give any... Unless people are saying, you know what, you're going to have to work until you're 64, like the rest of the world. You have to work (laughs) like everyone else. That is the only time that they'll be like, oh, no, f*** you, and they start burning. Anything else, they're like, ah, it is life, it is France. (laughs) (laughs) So you say the fact that no one was shouting at people. It's because they are in France. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Please. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, to any of our French listeners, we love you. Je t'aime. So I don't know if you've seen, but there was um, a new picture that went around. So there's this couple in Paris, I think, somewhere in France. They that is just having their meal while this protest is happening, <laughs> and it reminds me of this John Wick. Oh story. wow! This is one hundred percent. Exactly, exactly this. So, this is just a picture of a couple <laughs> holding hands, having a dinner, and in the background there's this protest happening. And they <laughs> Fire <are just> burning. <laughs> and there's, she's just enjoying her wine. Like, and oh, there's, a, there's <laughs> more people at a table behind them. <laughs> this is John Wick, this is why. So, I was wondering why people just carry on driving and then shout out of buildings that they need to be quiet. And yeah, it is France, you know, if you go around shooting people, uh, it is your prerogative. <laughs> and they must have done something wrong. It's an exciting game of cat and mouse. Yeah. So, would you recommend this movie to people? 100%, yes. Okay. Yeah. I would recommend it if you are in if you're in the mood for an action movie. And you can tolerate extreme violence. Yes. But I suppose if you've watched the first John Wick, you got through a lot of violence. I think it's less blood and a higher body count in this movie than other movies. So what would your rating be? Okay, so for an action movie, a nine out of ten. Yeah. In the scale of movies of all movies <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to give it a six point five. Okay. Yeah, for me, 
an action movie, 10 out of 10. Go watch it. Beautiful. Uh, the choreography is amazing. It's shot beautifully. It's it's impeccable. Go watch it. And from a critical perspective, I'd give it, it like a... very, very unqualified level of critical Yeah, no, no qualification. But like, I'd give it like a 7. Okay, cool. I love, I love this franchise. 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 Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Occasional Reviewer podcast. We hope you enjoy it. And if you can, go out and watch John Wick in cinemas. Yes, and to get your popcorn ready, even if you watch it at home, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs>